1: Ty. Is yes. it recording? It yeah. didn't do its thing. It didn't do the it countdown. Did. I didn't see it a did. countdown.
2: Well, I didn't I see thought. a countdown. I wasn't looking. And Luke never said he was starting. <laughs>
0: oh, and Zencasters ruined time again.
2: Eric has no microphone. No,
3: um, Eric just refuses to use the microphone.
2: Uh no. Yeah, he has a microphone. Do you even know where it is now, Eric?
1: right <laughs> right, in front right there <laughs> and
2: he decided to not martin do you have face your face mic me. yes sir and now eric's muted
0: Oops, <laughs> i was gonna oh, say God. i was gonna plug it in but then luke was hurrying me and then i forgot so
3: no anyway you haven't plugged uh, it in the last four episodes
0: yeah but that's because i had AirPods, so it was like you know
3: true so we've been Brian's having still a got his house summer. That chimes and everything yeah, yeah. the dog pitter pattering
2: yeah we've been having a hot boy summer that's why we haven't been here for a while but we hope you're all enjoying the month of august yeah um i um, think this is
3: episode 119
2: who even knows at this point i don't really keep Keeping track i don't know talking hockey's back spotify is keeping track Podcasts back i don't people keep going in and out of my house and i I don't understand it's my house that's chiming just keep the door closed everybody Um, and, uh, let's, let's, where it's the, me and Luke and Martin and Eric are here.
3: Welcome back everyone to the talking hockey podcast. It's your favorite producer. Luke here to remind you to follow and subscribe on whatever streaming service you use. Leave a review on Apple, visit our website, TalkingHockeyPodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram at TalkingHockey for daily content. Now, let's get into today's episode with your favorite group of guys, Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin.
2: Eric, Eric's been doing some homework. He's been doing his homework. He came prepared to present a list to us because he saw he saw on Instagram that there was a popular thing going around of GM rankings or was an NHL network, maybe release them or fan rankings or something like Uh, that. It was NHL
0: discussion. I see.
2: And athletic, I think also did a, like a GM poll for, you know, your team, You vote on your, if you trust your GM, if you're a fan of, you know, whatever team. And um, yeah. So Eric decided to make his own copy of that list and he's going to present it to us. And we I wanted to say that three of us here had no say in it Um, so if you like the list you can say Eric I love the list and if you don't I'm going to assume that most people are not going to agree with the list that we will that you can take it all out on Eric and you know, the other three had no part in it. Just make Can that you tell clear. Layla to stay
3: inside? Yeah.
2: I'm going to just go turn it off. How about that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> good call. Good call.
2: All
3: right. Uh Eric, right, where do you so want to start? Do you want to start at the bottom do you guys of the list?
0: Wanna, do you guys want to just do the GM rankings, or do you guys want to talk a little bit about what's happened, you know, some big stuff that happened? That's happened.
3: No, really nothing long. big has happened. Let's just do the GM rankings. Let's keep it focused. I
1: mean, cadre signed... Uh, nothing
0: big just, has happened. Canada won the World, World Juniors. Junior. Canada
1: won the World Juniors. No. don't care.
0: Ricky McTavish is like a cult hero all of a sudden. Yeah, no, Rason no.
1: McTavish is a god. I We're mean, this he this. also... It that, that is a pretty big deal. He tied the Canada World Juniors record for points or whatever. Well, tied Gretzky and... Lindros or something for points, which is pretty huge. Good for him, and saved the, literally saved the, saved the gold. His stick that saved was the gold. so lucky. No, it wasn't. It was so wow. lucky. It was and lucky. He finished fourth, and...
0: kept charging instead of celebrating. That would have went in. Like it was Topi like... Namella.
2: It was it was Topi yeah. uh, Unfortunate. I was gonna buy a jersey if he scored a game winner. Um. Anyway, what I wanted to—that uh, was—I uh, didn't watch very much the tournament.
3: Well, no, that's what we're deciding on. Eric wants to talk about everything else that's happened in the in the NHL no, no, too, no, and
0: we'll skip it all. We'll go to the GM rankings. Oh, no,
1: well. you can talk we'll about.
0: Have Thirty-two GMs here that we need to. We'll
1: talk about that, when well. we get to the Calgary GM.
0: Yeah, because yeah. that's yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so my GM rankings—I didn't send you guys the updated, updated list that I just kind of. Okay, okay well, So what well, list do we go
3: all I know is that Fletcher from the Flyers is number one. If I'm reading this correctly, right? It's it's t- it's bottom oh, yeah. to top. That's yeah. why you ranked it. definitely yeah.
0: bottom to top. The best okay. GMs in the league are Fletcher and Lou for sure.
3: <laughs> um, I mean, that, Lou was but, the best GM yeah. two years in a row, so
0: yeah, that is oh, true. So uh, you know he does I... belong there. And you know the Flyers went on like a really hot run for like 20 something games. So mm-hmm. therefore, uh, like two or three years ago, so Fletcher therefore deserves to be the top. Yeah, exactly. So, So, but anyway, so the GM rankings I created based off of NHL discussions idea around the GM rankings, I thought his wasn't like awful by any means. I just pointed out a few things where I was like, eh, that doesn't seem right. Some recency bias, those sort of things. I broke the rankings kind of into six different tiers. So it's one to like, uh, you know, the top four GMs in the league, then the next four, which I consider like very good quality GMs. Then there's kind of like three, two tiers in the middle, and then two at the very bottom. The bottom tier is literally like, how are you not fired yet? <laughs> like, how do they continue letting you do this job? Um, so I'll start off. Going, should we start off from bottom to top or uh, top to bottom? What do you guys think?
2: Do, you do it like tiers, like your bottom tier, yeah. top tier. I don't know.
0: Okay, so my bottom tier. We'll start with the bottom tier is the bottom four GMs, which is, uh, Chuck Fletcher, Lou Lamarello, David Poyle, and, uh, Ken Holland of the Oilers. Those are my mm-hmm. bottom four right now in that order. So 32, 31, 30, 29, almost got that math wrong. Uh, any thoughts, any comments on kind of that first you guys agree? Holland was kind of a touch and go.
2: Because like I mean, at the same time, like what is he? What does he surround? I mean, I agree with Holland. I don't think he's a good GM at all. But what has he surrounded the team with, right? Like, looking at the moves that he's made,
0: mm-hmm.
2: not
1: I mean, good. It hasn't made the team better. Like in, in the, the be best real, move he like.
3: made was firing Tippett,
0: yeah.
1: and which, even then he probably did it way
2: too late. Which he, he hired? No. Yeah, he hired. <laughs> Fired, <laughs> Fired, <so. laughs>
0: hired a coach. He did. He has like slowly kind of you know the, very slowly the Oilers top 6 has definitely gone or the top 9 of the Oilers has definitely gone better you know Evander Kane despite the personality when issues when
1: you, when you look at value free agents that have been signed in the, the years that he's been in the GM position in Edmonton yeah. he could yeah. have done a lot more yeah. for the money he's been able to work with
0: one hundred percent, and uh, like that's one of the, the, the the things I really had against him, and the reason why he's there, and we'll talk about some of the other GMs as well, is first off some of the big contracts he's given out to, you know, guys like Darnell Nurse and Zach Hyman. That you know, I love Zach Hyman, not worth that deal.
1: But Hyman, but, you kind of had to, and Hyman really worked out I last agree.
0: year. At least I agree, and and you know what, they need it to work out for the next two or three. Two or three years, not the the following four, because that's when McDavid gets fed up and leaves, sort of deal. Mm-hmm. But the Darnell Nurse contract, $9.25 dollars not <laughs> anyway, good. That was that was awful. Uh, I didn't like the idea of giving Evander Kane four years. I didn't like the Jack Campbell signing. Um, so yeah, so those are just like some of my gripes. Of course, he has he did a tr- really bad job of filling the bottom six out for mm-hmm. how long has he been he's been gm now since 2019 so he's had three years and really only last season did the offense live up to kind of what it should have been living up to uh um, and,
2: yeah and i mean they the i the think another thing is figuring out pulley like what are they going to do with him like he i think that's a big failure of not capitalizing on it bringing this player's value down to the lowest it could be trying to trade him and then Wait a minute! We're not going to trade him. Yeah, we're going to you
0: know? sign, and not trade him. Like, Anyways, yeah. up- I don't want to spend too much time on Olin because there's a bunch of others. Yeah. Uh,
3: I'm surprised he, Poyle is. Uh, I mean, Poyle was a good GM for, or at least an average GM for a really long time, and now he's basically.
0: Yeah, he was an average to here. good GM, I'd say, for a while there. Um, you know, he he's been Keep there it. so long that I I put him low just because the last four years. Five years have been very uninspired. Oh, but
2: what are they doing? They're over there, right? Like,
0: like they're rebuilding, they're not rebuilding, they're, they're signing contracts. They're just. Uh, the you know, only reason league. they even did slightly good last year is because suddenly Duchenne and Forsberg decided that they're 40 goals scorers. Forsberg's never put up 40. Duchenne hasn't put up. Has, is, is that the first time he's put up 40? I believe it is. Probably. I love how you always 40. say
3: Duchenne. Sorry? Right. I love how you always say Duchenne.
0: Not Dushain. Shane. Sorry, Shane. I apologize. Um, but yeah, so like those two overperforming was really what drove Nashville to get into the playoffs, and then obviously they got swept. They lost Saros, yada, yada. You know, they have some excuses. But I, I figured he belonged into that bottom tier now where it's kind of like time to move on. Even though he's had like, you know, very good success seven years ago and before that, you know, getting well, yeah. to Finals and all that kind of stuff, where he was, he was on. You the could board. argue
1: him lo- uh, higher, um, but yeah. No, I can if this I mean, was if this is 2015, maybe.
0: I for sure could have like easily put him in the tier above and left, and moved some guys down. But we'll get to the next tier in a second.
2: I just think that like he's he did build like probably the best defense we've ever seen. You know, back in like 2015, yeah, 2016.
0: Ryan Ellis, right? Ekholm, Yosi, and uh, Subban. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. And even before that, like having Ryan Suter and Shea Weber and, you know, and, and it's it just always been offense and acquiring offense. Like, I think if in the history, they never had like a 40 goal score ever until yeah. Philip Forsberg probably. So I think it's always been finding a four, but he's been able to build defense and, you know, had Pekka Rine for a decade. Mm-hmm. Probably mm-hmm. helps it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Having so Barry trots also... for a decade helped out too. Yeah. Barry trots too. Yeah.
0: I was about to say he made some good coaching decisions for a while there, uh, but lost him obviously. I think it was to Washington, you know, you yeah, say? to Washington. I don't think
3: we need to say much about Fletcher, right? Like everyone. Yeah, Fletcher. It's Fletcher sucks. Just,
0: like it's been even awful. the fans put D he minus for
1: everything. Awful. So
0: yeah, they fans put him in last. Lamarello, I don't, I don't think. Uh, he sucks. Yeah, but I mean, it's so funny. It's just. It's just that Islanders fans are finally catching up to the fact that he's been screwing up the franchise for two or three years. It's just now that the result that everything we've been saying about the Islanders is just now finally coming true. Mm-hmm. Basically. I was gonna say We're we've like, been talking
3: shit about Lou Lemeraux since he won the first GM of the Year Award two two yeah. years ago.
2: And it's so funny how everyone was like there are so many people who tweeted like, oh, don't ever count out Lou Lamorello. He's always got something up his sleeves and then he does nothing. And then they're always like, oh, man, Lou is such a sneaky GM. He came. He was really close on getting Kachuk and and Kadri. OK, like congratulations on getting second.
0: Sometimes the best move is
2: to not make a move.
0: Which it, is, it is true, though. Like, in Lou's case, the best move to make is not making a move.
1: But he wanted to. Like, that's the thing. It feels yeah. like he wanted to. <laughs> it just didn't work out for him. So, <laughs> oh, but so he needs to be faulted for the want.
0: 100% <laughs> the only reason he didn't get them is because he couldn't make Caproom because of all of his other shitty contracts. Yes. His own shittiness saved him from signing another contract, <laughs> which is, like, the funniest, like... Karma, <laughs> That's kind of. Yeah. He's also
1: old. Like he just needs to like leave hockey. It's just,
0: time, it's just time, you know. He's he was great for a long time, but towards his end, the end of his Devils' tenure, he just completely screwed them up, and it's taken them like seven, eight years basically to get back to like being a healthy franchise again. He was very on the verge of fucking up the Leafs. You know that Marlowe yes. contract, the Zeitzev contract, just. You know. I,
2: but he does have his value, and he can find a goalie. And he found Frederick Anderson, Corey Schneider, right, so uh, With the Devils, Farlamov, yeah. and he can really set. Like I think the Leafs, what the Leafs needed most for in 2015 was like a cleaning of house and you know getting the right people and I setting mean, a good team culture. Is, I don't think you can, yeah.
0: Yeah, like he he does have his merits, but it's time for him to kind of go. I think maybe even put him in a lower role in an organization where he's not making free agency signings and trades, maybe just helping, you know, structure yeah. the organization. His
3: son will be promoted and then the same thing will happen.
0: <laughs>
3: um. Okay. okay next see. tier.
0: So the next tier is kind of the could be fired, but you know, it's, they're not the worst of the worst. Um, so that was
1: like the fireable tier, that past tier. Yeah.
0: yeah. So this past year was just the, Fire them now, get them out. It's time yeah. to move on. This uh you should probably let these guys go, or um, you know they they haven't been doing too great. They're
3: below job. replacement GMs.
0: They're <laughs> below replacement level GMs, exactly. Luke, I like that. Yeah.
3: And now we'll be back after a word from our sponsors. And now we'll get back into the show.
0: Um. So I start off with. Uh, 28 uh Davidson from the Blackhawks. He's the only kind of new GM that's ranked really like that low. I'm pretty sure. Simply just yeah. because that DeBrinket trade was awful. Go-
1: keep going. Keep He's going fleeced a couple times. Okay, Davidson
3: was- Davidson's on that in that one. Okay, keep going. Then we can yeah. talk about each GM.
0: Okay, so then it's Hextall with the Penguins, mccrimmon uh the Knights, Verbeek, the Ducks in the Blue Jackets, and then Dorian with the Senators. How the long kids. has Verbeek been the GM of the Ducks? Isn't it just he, like... He's
2: just, new. He just he's got new. hired.
3: He just he's got hired.
0: Too. But the only things he's really done is like let Milano go for nothing for no reason.
3: Didn't he trade Lindholm for something? No, that was at the trade deadline.
0: That was the trade deadline, yeah.
3: Oh, was that Verbeek? So he really the GM
0: hasn't of... done anything. That was and... him. That yeah, was wasn't not him. Verbeek?
1: Pretty sure it was him.
0: Pretty Anyways, sure it was him. might have been,
1: but it doesn't matter. He would. That's
0: list, like it was a fine move, whatever. But it's not. He hasn't. I think controlled. there should be
3: another tier called wait and see for especially for him yeah, the, like, and yeah, and and
0: the wait and see guys are basically in these two tiers. So yeah, but lower because like Davidson's kind of still wait and see, but at the same time, Fleece... You fucked up. <laughs> he he, he does make it. some other
3: good moves, though. Like.
0: Rubik could easily know. be in the tier above. Like, there, there's for sure. Yeah. And Kekalainen and Dorian are also very much on the verge of this tier. Um, simply because uh, Dorian just had one of the best off-seasons out of any GM this year. Arguably yeah. the best. But he's also had how many years of just e slash bad. So... I have him at the top of that tier, and he will rise if he continues to make good moves. He
1: just seems goofy, Dorian. Like he you just see him just impressors. He just in
0: pressers. Brings in. Seems goofy. Fire. Like I, I couldn't forgive him for the Pierre Maguire nonsense. I was just like, <laughs> to this tier man, and then like the last couple drafts, I don't know what you know, like letting Pierre Maguire help run the draft and all this stuff was just complete.
1: Tyler Boucher. Tyler yeah.
0: Boucher, you know. They
1: fucked up. Uh, on was? Who was some picks. Who is
0: it? Uh, was it Nevins? That he traded and then leaves picked up Hervin and then Nimola No, it was Clevin. Was that Clevin?
2: Yeah, Tyler Clevin, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. So that, you know, just so much like stuff like that, that it outweighs the good still to this point. But Dorian, if he has another great offseason, he, he'll he keep moving up. Like, I, I I don't Martin, Do you have any issues with him in kind of this think, second last no. year? I think Melnick's, he be fired a Melnick um, staying um, out of it will definitely help. Yeah, and and so that's why I also didn't put him in the get fired tier because if he didn't have this past off season, I would have said fired. He hundred. I think he also.
1: He also got lucky. Like he he offered a trade for DeBrinket, and it was probably like his first offer. And the guy was like, "Yes," and I was like, "Oh, cool." But then, because you also hear the rumors of that that Matt Murray nixed to trade, that would have sent her first away. And it's like, that was a bad fucking trade. That was a really bad trade, considering yeah. what you got out of the first instead of trading Matt Murray. And you still traded Matt Murray and got something. So,
0: 100%.
1: yeah. He just yeah, kind of but- got lucky that he fleeced somebody else. <laughs> that was stupider than him. Yeah, yeah
2: so- And I think the Matt Murray trade to the Leafs, like, I think he I was expecting them to be able to get more out of him. So I think he kind of stood his ground a bit more than anyone expected. But I mean, he's had some bad moves in the past. I mean, one that worked out it great was Eric, the Eric Carlson trade. I mean, Eric Carlson looks like he's, re- he's, you know, revived himself a bit, but you know, he was like unplayable at some points last uh, couple seasons ago. And they got Norris back.
0: Norris was big. Yeah.
2: But
1: yeah. now it's looking like they got fleeced on the Mark Stone. Oh, they one. definitely
2: so, got fleeced on them. I was going to yeah. say that on the other hand, they got absolutely nothing for for Mark Stone.
1: Yeah, Who's... But, got,
0: but at the same time, they got a very highly touted prospect. So the value at the time was closer than... It was just,
2: it, but it was just that. It was just Brandstrom in like a second, I think.
0: Yeah, but it, I think it also evens out like the combination of what they got for Carlson plus Mark Stone was, mm-hmm. you know, like Josh Norris. They got their top six center, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, they got that top four pick, pretty sure the fourth overall pick. Yeah, because
2: yeah, because yeah, San Jose like yeah if if that was like a thirty first overall GM, pick, like I mean yeah.
0: I, I the way I'm judging GMs isn't by like the results, it's by process, right? You there's no way Dorian knew he was gonna get the fourth overall exactly. pick, exactly. And he traded Eric Ross. Nobody thought he was gonna get the fourth overall pick. Of course, it was stupid for San Jose not to you know add in kind of uh,
2: protections
0: air and all that kind of stuff, but. That's and, and I
2: mean, you also then think of the Matt Duchesne trade as well, right? Like how that yeah. didn't, I mean, but we're talking about like five years ago now. I think he's made some better moves and well, has so stopped doing stuff this, like that. This
0: is weighed more heavily towards recent than the past. Because right. obviously, you know, Poyo from the Predators would be way higher if we looked at him over 20 years versus right. For the last sure. five, six years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So also um McCurman, I think McCrimmon was a little bit of a I didn't know where to put him because he got very unlucky this year with injuries with Vegas. I think we all agree on that. But also he's clearly gotten a bad reputation across the league for some of his moves from and that's been reported I think from by- a player standpoint, yeah. Exactly. That's what I was yeah. going to say I and think we he should is, be there like, more on the player's player. happy, right?
1: Which is like fine but like he runs it like a business he runs it like you're an asset and i'm going to treat you well, good as thing and
0: a bad thing like good thing is in yeah. like you know you're treating them as what they should be technically <laughs> but there are people and people still make decisions it's also
1: it's be. also being looked worse on by the players i feel like because they didn't do well last year like if they had have done really well last year they it wouldn't have come out they were players would have been like yeah they're still a good team because they want to go to good teams. It's in a nice environment. It's in fucking Vegas. Like it's a cool place to be. Yep. So, but the and, team.
0: Was patch already was the one that came out and said like, "Hey, there's no pressure in Vegas to win and all this kind yeah. of stuff." Which was like he. It's not like he only spent one year there and then said that. Like he was there what two and a half years. Um, yeah. But that
2: team they they've, they've hampered themselves in the sense that like they're right. <laughs> They're right at the cap. Yeah, mine. <laughs> yeah, They're right at the cap. They're, you know, and they're old and have nothing coming through the pipeline because they traded it all away for old players.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And not to say, like, you know, um, who they? like Nick Suzuki or, or, I mean, Nick Suzuki's a good player, but, you know, not to say that, you know, they traded away, like, really elite prospects away, but they just have nothing in the pipeline and they traded their first round picks for, you know, rentals to go on their cup runs and then now that they're up at the cap they had to trade away still somewhat valuable players for nothing like flurry last year for literally nothing i mean that's
1: literally for Pacioretty nothing.
2: already for literally nothing
0: for angelo contract looking right. really bad right now and we all said at the time he's a good player but it's not what vegas needed he's never been what vegas needed they didn't yeah, that was a dumb one fenceman they needed scoring and then they lost again because they didn't really have and they
1: score. traded their best scorer this year.
0: Yeah. Although Patri is. is out in basically the season. So yeah,
1: Patri's I mean it I just didn't did work run. out that way anyway. But, but that but that was in training, wasn't it? He literally did that yeah, yeah, this and summer. Was
0: after it was after the trade. I yeah. So again, I process think... versus results. Results is Patri wasn't even gonna play this season, but process was he lost Patri for nothing. Yes. Right. So I think it... There's a good argument for him being fired, I think.
2: And I think that, like, they're screwed this year because now that Robin Leonard's out for the year, oh, they're their fired. goaltending going in is Logan Thompson, who all of 20 games, as a you know, last year, filling in. And now their backup is probably Michael Hutchinson. Yep.
0: Uh, but again, that's not really his fault. Like, you can't control your starting but, goalie. But, um, I know.
2: and But, I mean, imagine they kept Flurry for, you know, um, last year even, right? Yep. Leonard was out for a lot of it.
0: I agree, mm. and they could have kept him if they didn't sign Petrangelo as an example. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree with you there. The only other thing is, looking at this list again, I feel like I ranked Hextall a little bit too low. For the I payment. feel like you did. I don't I know like why he's so did.
1: low. I feel like I you hate know. on Hextall.
0: I think I do. Because
1: <laughs> covers. Because, because of his Philadelphia time. Oh
3: my <laughs> goodness, Eric! You don't have to keep talking, okay? You don't have to talk when other people are talking. You're, we're not. You're, we're like not even picking you up half the time. I swear to God, it's going to be choppy audio. Okay, take us to the next tier.
0: All right, wait, wait, wait we got to finish with this one. Gotta, yes, oh my totally. lord! Hextall. Hurry up and keep the line in. Um, so yeah, I feel I'm looking at this again. I feel like I could put hexton to the mid tier. Um, so that's a little bit of regret on my part. Um, so Penguins fans don't hate me. I think he did a good job this offseason, like getting the band back together for another run. Uh I think getting I, I think Jeff Pittsburgh from was he yeah. sent this trade. Um at least it'll help them the next one or two years. And then after that, you know, they're kind of screwed cap wise, but yeah.
2: I think that you don't need to do very much with that team. I don't think as a GM you have to ever do very much with that team exactly. like it's just so,
0: I think he belongs in the tier above. That's my, maybe my mistake. And then Kekalainen, yes, he brought in Goudreau, but he also lost Bjorkstrand and signed one of the worst contracts in the NHL in Good Branson in the same offseason. And I think the
2: there's com- like, it. what is he doing?
0: Yeah, exactly. I think the combination of those, losing Bjorkstrand and that awful contract to uh, Good Branson outweighs anything. Getting for uh, bringing in Gojo, basically. So. Branting
1: right. could be bought out next next summer.
2: Yeah, but then up. you're still signing. I mean, and, you still well, I know,
1: like, it's still like you do that.
0: Six years of cap, of uh, his cap hit on their books for nothing basically. So, I'm not yeah. saying
1: he will be. I'm just saying it's the type of contract. Like, if another team had it, they'd be like, we're. Agreed. We're we're buying him out by.
0: And the only reason Kekalainen didn't make the bottom tier was because he's actually been drafting very well. They have a lot of good prospects in the system so they they rebuild. They can actually come out of the rebuild decently soon, but uh, that's why he's kind of in this second tier. They kind
1: of they t- he also just kind of got screwed by uh, personal reasons. Texier. For Texier.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and he's a good player, right? He was he put up 40 points next this season if he was healthy most mm-hmm. likely mm-hmm. okay so next tier now because luke's rushing me um yeah. we got ron francis the kraken uh brad true living with the flames shovel day off with the jets chris jury with the rangers uh greer with the sharks uh alvin with the canucks nil with dallas kent hughes with the canadians and then kevin adams in buffalo so this is a very big tier full with a lot of guys that are very new uh alvin greer jury's only been there for a year
2: kent hughes.
0: Uh, hughes has only been there for a couple or less than a year and kevin adams has only been there for a year too so a lot of these guys are just like the new guys that haven't completely screwed screwed anything up or maybe did a couple like decent dish things and i'm
3: surprised shovel day is not
1: a tier yeah. lower I'm surprised Shovel Day Off isn't like two tiers lower. In, so, let me, I'll explain, I'll
0: explain the Shovel Day Off. So, I, I, one, agree that he could be a tier lower, but you also have to account for the fact that he cannot bring a free agency signing to Winnipeg, it seems. Like. Yes.
2: But also, <laughs> the team that he's built just there,
0: <laughs> like, nobody's shitty
2: people. And, okay, the, show, I mean, okay. yeah.
3: We we can't really speak to the character of the people because we don't really know.
2: Yeah, I agree. But how many players have come out? Well, I think you can pretty much figure it out. Patrick Liney hated it there. Yeah, but he yes. does Liney
1: seem like want a to stay hard, there. hard worker?
2: <laughs> but like, but basically, like Shifley and Wheeler
1: have been were like bullying but him the whole time. You can't you can't blame people for for wanting other people on your team to. Hu- be a hard worker and if you're just not a hard worker you're going to hate it cuz you're you're going to get ground ground down it just seems like, like i had teachers that i really liked and other guys didn't really like because they disagreed with other styles right like it's just mm-hmm. one of those things
2: i just i just don't think that like it's a very it doesn't, when i look at winnipeg it doesn't look like a it looks like a very miserable team like would patrick I mean, Line like McKinney? I would be miserable living in winnipeg too but also like <laughs> How can you I don't think that he's been there for like a decade since the team moved to Winnipeg now, right? Since the team moved to Winnipeg, he's been there. And they had what two successful years basically? Yeah. One.
3: I don't think Shovel I think Shovel Daf's a very fireable so person.
0: The only reason I had him there was one, he can't bring any free agents to Winnipeg, and it's real it's very clearly hampering their ability to improve and like very much it is it clearly is because they can't bring in anyone to like they can only draft so much you know what i mean like there's only so much drafting that this team can do and developing players to step in before they need to bring in some free agency guys at low cost deals and clearly they can't win these guys over because there's probably a bunch of guys right now that he's probably put out offers to tons of rumors from reputable reporters on oh, he sent out an offer for this player and this player, same money, a little bit more, yada, yada, Mm -hmm. and they chose other organizations. And I don't think that's entirely his fault. Maybe partly is, but it's partly, you know, who the hell wants to go live in Winnipeg? No offense to the people. No
3: offense. Offense offense meant. (laughs) I've been to Winnipeg, (laughs) though. The roads don't make sense.
0: My reasoning, again, I don't have any issue if someone wanted to – throw shovel day off into the bottom tier i mean he was only two places off from being in the in the sec uh this second from the bottom tier in the first place so it's not like he's way above it but so i could see him easily getting yeah. in there uh yeah
3: is trey so, living higher because of his off season is there a recency bias there well, or... Trey
0: living would have been in the fire tier if he didn't at least kind of he had to operate some losses off-season. Rebuild or go all in, and he went all in. I can respect that he's built, you know, the team is doing much better, but he's also been in the job now eight years, mm-hmm. right? And how many, how much success has Calgary had? They have one playoff series win. I
1: will, I will say Markstrom kind of fucked him this year. Markstrom just decided he didn't know how to stop a puck.
2: In I guess playoffs.
1: Edmonton, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. just decided, hey, to hey, I'm gonna fair, not
1: be an elite goaltending,
0: but to be also fair, he kind of. Got McDavid's, like, best of his best and kind of just, you know, like, like a lot of those goals, you look at them and they're like, he wasn't doing anything about that, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I give him benefit of the doubt. I mean, so, I,
1: remember I watched a decent amount of that series because I, I wanted Calgary to win, and I remember Markstrom not playing to his standard.
0: <laughs> he definitely didn't play, like, his best, but I, I don't – Fault him for the loss. I fault McDavid and Drysdale kind of going off.
1: So that's yeah. not really Trey Tril- Living's fault either.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, Trey Living, if he bungled this offseason, he hundred percent would have been in the firing tier. But he has done a better job over the last couple of years building out the defense. You know, get bringing mm-hmm. guys like Chris Tanev, who I thought wasn't going to be that great, and turns out he came back into his like he's better than he's ever been, which is kind of. Amazing. Considering
2: um, how injured he was before. Exactly.
0: Well,
1: Kristanov was also hurt during the playoffs, also hurt them.
0: There you go. Uh, a lot of the best parts of the team, though, he's also drafted slash brought in himself. So I, I do give him credit there. I I think the NHL discussion one had him in the top 10, which I was like, no, you can't have a guy who has one playoff win in the last eight years when he's trying to be competitive the entire time as uh someone that's in the top 10 especially when he hasn't done optimal things to get there uh ron francis at the kraken's kind of in this tier as well uh but completely bungled the expansion draft we have yeah he
2: could have done way way better
0: on that but also killed it this offseason uh and has drafted extremely well the past two years so the Kraken have yeah. a ton of great prospects coming in. They have Wright coming in. Matt, Matt uh, Beniers coming as,
1: in. As, as you point Benier. out in our story, he, he basically potentially remade his top six this offseason, which like is Jack
0: huge. Kovske and Djorstrand are two first-line wingers, arguably. And now they have the best uh, top nine wingers, probably the best wing depth in the NHL, I would say. Um, no, like star, star, but really good all the way through lines one to four. So, he would have definitely been in the get rid of him tier if it was just like a year ago, right? But he kind of got
1: there. lucky getting chain right, like it just yeah, fell he, it
0: him. fell to he fell <laughs> to him. So I, you don't give him credit for that necessarily, but he still drafted him and didn't let him pass. Too, like all the others. Which would have
1: ridiculous. <laughs> he would be fireable at that point. Also,
0: ridiculous letting <laughs> him drop past three and ridiculous letting him drop past, you know. Uh, yeah. uh So that's him. Uh, Chris Jury with the Rangers. I think Rangers fans are going to be really mad about his ranking in this tier. I suspect. Because Rangers fans are getting mad about anything. That is The Booch
1: Buc- Buc- Nevis trade, yeah, honestly, the Buc- fireable.
0: Trade, absolutely atrocious focused way too much on bringing in all these tough guys and physical players that just completely destroyed their chances of having a good bottom six.
1: I mean, is Kreider have... going to get 50 again?
0: Yeah, no, and Kreider's not no going to get 50 again. So uh, Shesterkin had one of the best goalie seasons ever um, in the salary cap era. Arguably the best, depending on how you feel about 2014 price, 2015 price. Um, so... You know relying on even if Shaserkin's a franchise level, you know, generational goalie, he's not going to put up those numbers every year. So, a lot had to go right for his moves to make sense. He's lucked out with Kako and Lafreniere, uh, although he only dropped Lafreniere, I'm pretty sure. I don't think he dropped Kako, that was a previous GM.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and yeah, he got lucky at the uh, he did improve the bottom six a little bit at the deadline, but. You know, I, I I think he very much belongs in this tier. I don't think he's done anything amazing.
1: Yeah, he's middling.
0: It's really just relied on the pieces from his previous tenure and screwed up by losing guys like nevich in the first place.
1: For nothing, like literally. Yeah, for nothing. Nothing.
0: Exactly. Uh, Greer in San Jose hasn't really done anything yet, so can't really yeah. judge him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Alvin with the Canucks. There's Probably been some
2: weirdness hard. out of. There's been some weird stuff out of. Like, when has he been like, there? Like a year?
0: Like, he just got there.
2: No, like like maybe said before the draft, like end of the season, yeah. basically. Okay. Exactly. But some of the moves that they made, like I wanted to say, Ilya Mikheyev for. I love the guy, love the player ever since he came oh, to yeah, Toronto. That was bad. But to that sign him to bad. that contract, what do you get like five million for five years. What the hell?
1: High fours or something, but yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Bad. But, yeah, but for
0: what? Hard. That's like
1: he, a Jim Benny yeah. move.
0: That was <laughs> a Jim Benny move. The, exactly. the
2: unsurety of, uh, you know, I, mean, I, I of, of JT Miller. Like, are they trying to go for it this year or something? I don't know. Yeah. And
1: are that's my doing?
0: issue with him. I don't know what his game plan is. I don't know if they're trying to be competitive. I don't know if they're trying to keep on retooling to make the future better. Because if they sign JT Miller, like, that this team is never going to be competitive, right? Really. It, like as much as J.T. Miller has been an amazing player, uh, like the defense, the defense is awful. Uh, the bottom six for the Canucks is awful. Besser just hasn't been the forty goal scorer that a lot of people thought he was going to be. Patterson's declined a bit, and I, none of this is necessarily Alvin's fault because he just got there. It's not you know it's not his team. Uh, they but, could have
2: sold very uh, high on JT Miller, though.
0: Exactly. So I think like there's a lot there that he didn't take advantage of, and then the McKay of contract not so great. Again, he could move a little bit down. He can move, you know. I it's just too early to say anything. So that's why he's kind of right in this middle, big middle kind of tier here. Um, Kevin Adams and uh, Kent, Hugh, Kent Hughes. Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah. Kent Hughes, uh, yeah. Both just started. Obviously, Kevin Adams made the big Jack Eichel trade, got back some nice pieces, but the way he handled Eichel wasn't good. Honestly, he could go down much farther just for how he handled that. But he's done some other good moves. He's drafted decently well. Yeah. I think
2: Buffalo's on the way up, and they have like a competent coach, it seems like now.
0: Yeah, yeah. so he finally fixed the coach. Owen Power's going to be well.
1: interesting. Player,
0: yeah, Owen Powers looking great. Um, so, anyways, I I could put him lower. Like I, before I post this on Instagram, I'm gonna like I wanted to talk about it because I release more of my feelings towards these rankings as I talk through them. Uh, but yeah, and then Ken Kent Hughes. Hughes. Really yeah, he brought. No, in in his,
2: has done two. done some good things. So, like the the first round yes. picks he's accumulated this the past the next couple of years.
0: Yep. I, I agree. He's done some good moves, tearing down the Canadians, realizing they needed to rebuild. But also, he hasn't done anything where I was like, that's really impressive compared to what he should have done in the first place. You know what I mean? Like, he's made the obvious moves, which is why he's in the upper tier of this but kind of neutral list.
2: I think that one of the, the, the make or break for him is if Slavkovsky is going to end up being better than those taken that after him, right?
0: exactly why he didn't make the tier above. That that I did not like. That's, all the, right. that's the only reason he isn't like two places forward, which would have put him in the uh, third highest tier.
1: Now that I've cooled down about the draft, I think it's fair to have drafted him because all you heard was like Slavkovsky is the unsafe pick, mm-hmm. which is fair enough to make because um, – he could be the best player of the draft. Like, Wright will likely be the most sure player to be a at least a second-line center in the NHL for his entire career, guaranteed. Slavkovsky so could be an elite Sporing player. In here. Yeah, in the NHL. Um, okay. I mean, Wright could also be an elite center. We don't know yet, but... Slavkovsky could be better than Wright, which is fair enough. Make the the pick.
0: Yeah. So I still feel like Wright was the better choice. But again, it only made Hughes fall like one or two places. So it's really not like that was the defining characteristic. I think he's done just fine so far. Uh, I wouldn't put him above anybody else that I have in this list moving forward. I think everyone from here on out has done a good job, largely speaking some fuck-ups here and there of course but like everyone's done a decent job so i'll start with the next tier now uh we have uh above kevin adams so kevin adams was uh the top of this third tier we have uh garen from the minnesota wild don sweeney with the bruins uh armstrong with st louis the other armstrong with the coyotes and then mcclellan uh, with the capitals uh Garen's kind of like, or, sorry, do you guys have anything to say about that before?
1: Luke, sorry. were you listening? No. <laughs> I wasn't listening. Can you repeat?
0: Oh my god.
3: I No, he yeah. said, as I was looking else at this the Mathis entry. Go to Garen.
0: Garen with no. the Wild, Don Sweeney with the Bruins, Armstrong with St. Louis, Armstrong with the Coyotes, and then McClellan with the Capitals at number
2: nine. I think it's surprising you have McClellan there.
0: I, I think he's done a fine job trying to keep the Capitals competitive. He hasn't done anything groundbreaking. He's just he's worked with a tight cap sp- space for those last couple of years. He's got, he got Ovechkin signed. I mean, you know, not the greatest contract in the world, but it's what but I mean, um, to- you had
2: to do it. No, no offense. You had to it's do not, it.
0: Exactly. And it's not his fault. Backstrom's been gone. You know what I mean? Like he signed that deal with Backstrom and then Backstrom has just been injured and you know, that's unfortunate on his part, but I think he's done a fine job otherwise. I mean, I can't fault him for really... I haven't looked at anything he's done and gone, why would you do that, really? It's just been, okay, fine, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine, uh, which is why he's kind of at uh, number nine.
1: Not, brought, you can't Dylan, say that
0: with a lot of GMs. Like, for example... Brought, sorry?
1: He's done, like, sneaky moves, like bringing in Dylan Strom. Good exactly. move. Bringing in Connor Brown. Good move. Um, yeah, he's just done Connor Sheary last year. Good exactly.
0: move. Like it's just quality, like just, you know, keeping the ball rolling, trying to keep the Capitals and they're Oh, we brought in Darcy
1: I mean, Kemper. sorry, too.
0: Yep, exactly.
2: So that, that's a like, uh, I mean, it probably it's probably an upgrade on their goaltending from last year, but I mean, at the same time, like Kemper is also very injury prone. And, and, you know, my concern, this is kind of besides the point, but Kemper having an eye injury, goalies need to be yeah, able to see. That's <laughs> yeah. hey, it's really? a, it's yeah. the most important thing, yeah. Probably the <laughs> most important thing for them. So he got to stick to the eye. He was, I mean, and then he kept, he was, he, he was complaining about, like, vision problems. This happened to Carter Hutton a couple of years ago, and he basically got out of the league because of it. Yeah. Anyway, that's just. that's just. you don't
1: know um, what,
2: like. You're right. What, you're saying right. And
0: Kemper, and at the end of the day, like, again, he doesn't care about what him. happens in three years. <laughs> he's just like, can I get the most competitive team on the ice for the next two seasons? Yeah, Ovechkin exactly. probably will score 50 goals over the next two years at least one more time, probably 40 a couple times too. So he's just trying to keep it all together, and that's why he's at number nine. Uh, at number 13, I have garen uh with the wild uh simply he would have been way higher actually because he's been very good with drafting he's done okay with uh, free agency but the buyouts of preze and Sewell are kind of just pff.
1: it's uh, they handcuffed themselves
0: yeah but he handcuffed
1: It felt now. like you had to it honestly felt like you had to though
0: and i'm so torn on it because i'm like i get why he did it But also, like, they have 20, like, they they have multiple years of like 15, 17 million dollars in cap space just burned. But that that
1: Ericsson Eck deal helps make that look better because. Which is why he's
0: still top 15 in the NHL.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I'm just having a hard time understanding why he didn't wait another year or two to do the buyout. So at least reduce the amount of cap hit that would have gone on because now
2: they're still, they're they're still playable. I'm pretty sure. Right.
0: And Minnesota is still a very good team. Like you look at the team that he's built there, you look at the way he's drafted extremely well. uh, Like everything's going well for the wild right now. And he got Kaprazov under contract, you know, everything's going well for him. It was just that those buyouts took him out of the top 10 that that's and put him at number, whatever, uh, Thirteen. So, uh, him that's him. Uh, Don Sweeney, I think he's done a really solid job at keeping the Bruins competitive and getting those a lot of these guys under contracts. But at the same time... He must have done Lee some tacky. talking. Sorry? He must,
1: have, he must have done some talking to Patrice and yeah. David Krejci's camp to bring him back. Like, yeah, exactly. He so, must have done something good mm-hmm. or pain. maybe
3: exactly. it was I, I still think it was firing Cassidy maybe
1: I yeah maybe. I, I, don't possibility.
0: I don't know I don't know what it is but regardless I mean he hired Cassidy in the first place brought him in Cassidy did a fantastic job of getting the Bruins to the finals once, conference finals etc Uh he has drafted really badly <laughs> though <laughs> yes so that takes him kind of out of the top 10
1: they're screwed, like once the players they are gone. Yeah. And they could have been screwed this year if Patrice and Krejci didn't come back.
0: Yeah. And he, he's just bungled a bunch of drafts. Uh and he hasn't signed some of the best contracts in the world. Uh I'm forgetting uh, who they did who they signed on defense, uh blanking on his name if someone wants to pull up Cap friendly.
2: Who are you on the Bruins? Yeah. Carlo. Derek Forbert. Forbort. That's
0: who I was thinking. I was like former Jet. Who was it? Was that yeah.
2: Ben? Time yeah. I watch that guy, I'm like, like it, it, it. he baffles me how he's how he got paid that much and how he's in the NHL it makes no and sense. playing top four minutes. He makes. Yeah. i can't really
1: say that about Gabranson next year. <laughs>
0: Yep,
2: I've been saying everyone's been saying about Good Branson for a decade now. <laughs> yes,
0: Forbert kind of got ignored because he was in Winnipeg for so long and nobody paid attention. No, he
2: was in L.A. For LA yeah, L.A. and then Winnipeg. But he was Don't in L.A. on like a min. A yeah, min yeah.
0: And he barely. He didn't play that much. And, yeah. You know, he's behind all the big guys. Um. So yeah, so that's Don Sweeney, uh, both the Armstrongs and. Uh, the Coyotes and St. Louis. I think Armstrong in St. Louis. He's done a good job of keeping the team competitive, getting their guys signed. He's drafted decently well. I, you know, he signed some bad contracts, but what GM hasn't? Uh, I didn't like the Falk contract. I didn't like the Scandella contract. Uh, we've talked about both of those guys a bunch, but other than that, he hasn't really done anything bad, right? Like he's just kept them competitive. St. Louis had a great season. They got knocked out of the playoffs in I think the first round, but they had yeah. a great year. Right? Or right. did they get knocked out in the second round? Was it first round or second?
2: Who did they get in the second round?
0: They played the Wild in the first round.
2: Right. And then they played uh Colorado in the second round.
0: They yeah. yeah. So they made it joke. to the second round. And then they got knocked out by the cup, uh, the cup champions. You know what I mean? Like it, he, he's done well. He who actually were really like the higher.
1: cup favorites the whole year, basically too. Yeah, right.
0: Exactly. So he, he's done a good job. Uh, the other Armstrong, he's just rebuilding the Coyotes right now, tearing them all down, getting caps. Why is so
1: high? To be honest, like it's, it's just because
0: I like everything he's done. He's acquired a shit ton of picks,
1: but that crow deal.
0: Yeah, I didn't. That that Kraus deal kind
1: of. Should drop him. Was really that was
0: really
1: bad. Yeah. But uh, he's he's also done a really
2: good job of, like, starting everything over in the sense yeah. that, like, last year, like, that, that couple of years ago when they were just taking bad contracts, like, you know, come give us your bad contracts and, you know, attach a first or second round pick to it and we well, you know,. We'll take it from, they also hampered themselves with with losing those draft picks to begin with, but it wasn't his yeah. fault. But I think he, in his time there, he's done exactly what everyone expected Arizona to use. to do. exactly you know, what just, nice, just get players out there who, you know, other teams can't afford anymore, like Louis Erickson, I think was one of them, right? And a couple other people. And just take a first round pick for him as well, right?
0: He also offloaded the um, uh, ekman Larson karnshot Right. Which was huge for for them and their cap space because they only took one year of that contract it was, for it.
2: For it. it. was like five years of Ekman Larsen at seven million or like one year of Ericsson and a couple yeah. and Beagle and whoever else at Roussel yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah at like yeah. fifteen million and they didn't really care.
0: Yeah. So the only fault he had was the Krauss contract. That's basically.
2: Fair. It's they're Critics. always so funny. Criticize. It's so funny how, it was, how I even mentioned it to you guys. I was like, he they filed for arbitration at like, he wanted $4 million, and then the coyotes were offering $2.5 So they settled on a five year deal at $4.8 million. <laughs> that <makes> no sense. <laughs> Snowball. Martin, buddy.
0: Martin had to get a dog. He right? needs
2: to train his dog better. He
0: does yeah. need to train his dog better. Martin doesn't have a stern hand. That's his issue. You know, it's true.
2: To... You should see what Luke does to his dog. <laughs> what do he I kicks. Do he dog. kicks dogs.
0: I believe when did that. I ever do that. Have you seen Luke angry? He he definitely kicks dogs. Anyway, yeah. I don't even uh, get yeah, angry.
2: So, so the Armstrong. Okay, now move on.
0: Okay, so this is the second from the top tier. I have Zito with the Panthers, Rob Blake with the Kings, Dubis with the Leafs, and Fitzgerald with the Devils at number five.
2: So, I think that Zito was looking like he was like the best GM ever up until the trade deadline of last year.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> you know,
0: and he would have been top four if he, if he didn't like, they decided they were having a historic five years. season. Five
2: years. <laughs> Yeah. Historic <laughs> season, incredible, you know, depth and just everything that he was doing worked out. Sam Bennett came, you know, revitalized his career from a guy who was like barely playable in Calgary after being, you know, the third overall pick a couple of years ago to scoring 30 goals and, and, you know, being unstoppable, you know, Carter Verhage, uh, uh, you know, from a depth guy to, you know, probably their best all around player or one of their best all around players. And, you know, their D Weger and Ekblad and, and, and Forsling and, you know, Everything was looking like it was all working out for Florida.
0: All uphill. <laughs> everything.
2: Duclair, right? And then they decided to spend assets on Ben Sherat They decided to, you know, go all out and decided to go shopping for Metro. And now he's hampered the team so badly in the sense that they have, like, in the first two rounds, they have one pick until 2026, I think. They traded away everything else.
0: Yep. And so it's... Both, like, I get it. They're trying to win with what they have. They are doing everything they possibly can to do it. They can see Tampa kind of getting weaker and weaker. They can see themselves winning the division still with what they kind of have or coming in second maybe behind the Leafs. I don't know. Um, They definitely see themselves ahead of Boston, ahead of the Senators, ahead of Detroit, and obviously Montreal and Buffalo. So I get what they're doing, and also – if they figure their first-round picks are going to be late first-rounders, then really the difference between a 25th overall pick or a 27th overall pick and a 40th overall pick or a 50th overall pick isn't that high. So I get it from that perspective. I don't get them spending a first on Sherrod. And so that's what kind of put them out of the top four was mostly that move. I liked the bringing Kachuk. He, it's not his fault. They do, they're they missing $10 million in cap space because of, because of Bobrovsky. You know, he was saddled with that contract to begin with. So, you know, the worst parts of Florida aren't necessarily his fault. And maybe he lost a couple of assets that he shouldn't have here and there. But generally speaking, I think he's done almost everything right.
2: I just think the long-term success of Florida, which is also, I mean, part of you being GM is to build a competitive team every year, but, you know, they're they're going to be fucked in, like, two or three years, right? Yes. And, I mean, they already are next year. Look at that D, right? Yeah, Ekblad and D is great. the
0: thing that worries me, which is why, again, he isn't in that top four, top five, top six, because, like, what is yeah. it? It's defenses, Forsling, Ekblad, and then bleh,
2: you know? And Ekblad getting injured a lot, unfortunately. When he plays, he's a great player, but he's had serious injuries almost every single season.
0: They needed right. to reset Uyghur. Wig- and yeah, I got
2: need- When, when out, Uyghur can very easily, you know, I know Uyghur plays with Akblad a lot of the time on the left side, but you just plug him in instead. It's much easier to replace like a, a right handed defenseman versus a left handed defenseman. Uh, Radko Gudis is playing top line minutes, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's, it's just, it's not going to be great.
2: That's but they're
0: basically counting on. Can we outscore the opponents? And they were great. They and just had the best goal scoring season. Listen, er, er, I think I, say, yeah.
2: I think you also need to remember this, Eric, of the Paul Maurice signing as as coach and, and choosing him as coach.
0: Yep.
2: That's another that's, huge negative.
0: And that and honestly thinking about that might just drop him down another into the next year.
2: Yeah, we and forget I, about that move. Like I, 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 I remind myself consistently, you know, I'm like worried about Florida being a good team. And I'm like, wait a minute, Paul Maurice is their coach, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. And but to be fair to Paul Maurice, maybe he changes his ways. We've seen it with other coaches. you know. So maybe, I don't know. I'm going to give him – I'm I'm slightly giving Zito the benefit of the doubt because he's done so much more right than he has wrong. And so that's also something they keep in mind. I yeah. just don't
2: understand what Andrew Brunette did wrong last year to not to, – to, to replace Other him with like, Palma yeah, Ritchie. No sense.
0: Playoffs, but it was his first playoffs. You know, And Tampa good. was just
2: – Tampa ran through them. I mean, I will admit, Florida – was incredibly lucky last year. I don't think they'll ever have a season like that again because of how successful they were. They beat up on bad teams, and when they played good teams, they beat them in three on three overtime, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's so, I, I anyways,
0: don't know. On Zito, because uh, we're we are running out of time here. Uh, Blake with the Kings, I think he's just done mm-hmm. a great job rebuilding yeah. them and making some savvy moves. Dano, bringing bringing in Fiala, uh, getting. Uh, Arvidson for basically nothing. Uh, he's drafted extremely well guys like Brant Clark look amazing. you know Byfield hasn't quite worked out as well as many expected as of yet but you know there's still a ton of time there. He's also had some bad injuries so that's been kind of a dampener for him um, yeah I, I can't fault him with anything that he's done so far. I think he's done a great job of handling the rebuild. the only negative is really. The Drew Doughty contract. (laughs) Was that him? That was him. Which was going to happen from basically any GM. Uh, Yes. So.
1: I mean, to win two cups with the guy, yeah.
0: Yeah. And Drew Doughty did improve this year on a more competitive team. Until
1: he got hurt, yeah. Until he got hurt. yeah, And he's likely to get hurt again. Like, he's old.
0: That's the only kind of fault I have against him. Yeah. I think he's done a great job. Otherwise uh, Dubas with the Leafs again, I think he's done a fine job. I think the players have let him down a little bit. He's made some not so optimal moves recently. I didn't like, uh, you know, Simmons, for example, I think, you know, there's tons of value add forwards that he could have grabbed that he hasn't. He but,
2: hasn't been good. I will admit like, I know a lot of people like the forward moves that he's made to sign like, you know, cheap depth guys, but like looking at it this year, they have like no scoring depth. And I think, and they, like he's drafted really well contracts, you know, you can say what you want about like Mitch Marner. You can say what you want about, you know, him acquiring these goals. I don't think that I have any issues with those. You know, you overpay Marner by half a million a year, whatever. Right it's 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 just the, the the depth he hasn't been good and, at that and when you build the team how he does you need to find that cheap think, third line wing depth right who can you score need still. Tony Colano, Colano.
0: you need a uh, you know like those guys that someone who up.
2: can score and they lost mckayev this Kubel year is,
1: is a good move though he's a
2: good move but he doesn't score he's not going to score he like 15 score, 20 goals who's replacing what, what they, with 15 20 goals from the third line they,
1: what they also needed was a defensive forward,
2: right? And I mean, they great. I, I, I'm not was... saying it's a bad signing. I said that was a great signing to do. I, I, had, I, I mentioned him as his name as someone who I would target. But they need they need an upgrade on Kerfoot on the second line, and he's been reluctant to trade Kerfoot. Right? How good would Jared McCann look right there if they just you know protected McCann instead of Kerfoot. whoever? Right? Um, how you know? And and the D is fine. Rasmus Sandin, you got to figure out what you're doing with him. It's like it's the depth scoring. You look at that. You look at that right now. Camp gets you 10 goals, maybe. Right? Kubel gets you 15 goals, maybe. Who are you playing down there? Nick Robertson, as as long as he doesn't get injured. I
0: think they're counting on a couple guys stepping up for sure. Like they're definitely counting uh, on Joey
2: Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. Like. I, I just think that they need someone who can score and,
1: and Sanderson being available still is uh, a mark against some of Eric's lower GMs, such as Dorian, as Eric put in a story once, if Ottawa fucking offered Sanderson a four year uh, Sandine, uh, Sandin, sorry, uh, a two, two year four mil contract. I don't think uh, I don't think Toronto would match and, it would be yep. a second round pick, but it's it's kind yeah. risky because I mean Sandine has
2: played 80 games in his career. Really,
0: really not that risky. Four million for two years on a rebuilding team. Like I do, I make that bet every day. Yeah, yeah. And right, Sandine still had a. I think Sandine and Liljegren actually had very good seasons last they year. What Especially on a
1: team like Ottawa great. too, because right. like he could be yeah. second line. Uh,
0: you second. look at Ottawa's defense, Sandine steps yeah, in on almost that top pair. He's the second pairing defenseman there. Yeah. I don't think they have to
2: worry about offer sheet, though. I think that all teams are kind of set in their rosters yeah, they're, right now. They're not going
0: to that... do offer sheets. I'm just saying, like, you know, it, if a good GM would do Sandin it. Sandin
2: should have signed that in, like, I don't know, in July, if that's what he wanted to do. Because now teams are, like, not going to have the money.
0: Teams don't have cap space, mostly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I would guess no one there. offered him an offer sheet. He would have signed
0: one. I think nobody offered one. Yeah, sure. automatically he would offer
1: that one.
0: Nobody did. Uh, anyways, let's move on from Dubis. So uh, at number five, I had Fitzgerald with the Devils, um, which is
2: surprising.
0: Done. I think he's done very well. I get the issues New Jersey's had. He hasn't fixed the goaltending situation.
2: That's but a big and, yeah,
0: and that's huge. I get it. But everything else, the forward group he's building, he's drafted extremely well, he's traded extremely well, he's gotten good players on good deals, largely speaking. Um, everything's right. He just needs to figure out the goaltending. Which he might have done that,
1: with Vitek, Like Sorry? Vitek, yeah. VTech Vitek, Vitek, like he just signed. Yeah. Kept so maybe I don't know cheap. what
0: happens there.
2: Eric, you always have something to say. He raised his hand.
0: (laughs) I meant to click the mute button. (laughs) Like, yeah.
1: So he took a risk. I, what he did last year was amazing. Like he's putting together a good team.
0: I I think he's doing a great job. I just think he needs, and I don't. Also, don't think New Jersey's been ready to be competitive yet up until this year. So if Vanacek can step in and just be fine, you know, slightly below league average, New Jersey's on the right track. And their players have another year. Like everything's like going the, in the right direction.
1: I, I like the bridge on Jesper Brat too. Like, not overpaying. Like, we, I'm still not 100%. Like, people seem to love Jesper Brat, but I'm still not 100% that he is a
0: top line winger. Yeah. Uh, I'm I, I kind of, a, I'm set on him. Like, I, I think they should get him locked down long term, but regardless I don't have any I don't have a thing I would have done that he would have done very differently like there's a couple little things but I think he's been very solid um just needs to get the goaltending under control anyways for the top 4 we got at number 4 uh Waddell with the Hurricanes number 3 Userman with the with Heiser- obviously- Eizerman, oh, no, Eizerman.
2: Eizerman. come on and buddy Eizerman. what did
0: I say you user said man.
3: user man or something like
2: that. and Luke even Luke paid attention as soon as you said that.
0: Anyways, number two, Brisbois, and then at number one, this is kind of controversial because I didn't really know how to approach this, which is uh Sakic slash McFarlane with Colorado. So obviously Sakic just like dipped. Like just dipped yeah. and then McFarlane kind of stepped in. They
2: did it, they did it so that, that McFarlane wouldn't leave Safe. to be GM somewhere else, yeah.
0: Exactly. So I think clearly they valued him highly enough where he was probably helping make a lot of the top decisions that Colorado was generally making on a you know daily basis. So I put them kind of together at number one. I think I can't fault Colorado for basically anything they've done in the last three years, more or less, four years even.
2: It's crazy because Sakic, if you did this list – Four years ago, five years ago, Sackick would have been at the bottom. It's crazy how he just kind of figured out how to GM a team. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. He, he maybe had a little bit of a learning curve. I don't know what. But I think him and McFarland have done amazingly well. They've drafted decently. I don't think they've drafted amazingly, but they hit what they needed to hit, which was grabbing Kale McCarr at number what? Number four?
2: Number four or um, five, yeah. Uh,
0: obviously, they've done a great job with contracts bringing in valued players getting good value for Duchenne. Uh Byram looking amazing uh, brought in great depth Burkovsky was killer until they lost him because of you know salary cap
2: Nashushkin.
0: Um, Nishushkin, amazing and then also got him on a very good deal you know they've done nothing at fault I don't think anyone can disagree they just won the cup because of it and they look like contenders for the next couple of years as well. Uh, Brisbane and Tampa, only reason he isn't number one is because he just went and signed some very not good contracts, which does happen after you win two cups in a row and then make the finals for a third year. But, uh, you know, that Sergeyev contract was ugly. Um, But he also
1: got rid, like, he, he didn't hold on to a guy like McDonough. Like, a lot of GMs probably would have held on to McDonough because he won yeah. you two cups right like yeah and he was like nope mcdonough you're done here had a tough conversation realized he needed to do that to make the team better yeah
0: yeah agreed and so he, he's still second i mean like i'm I'm not saying first ball has been bad or anything like that just uh uh, you know he he, he he's, he's I mean, done a great job. He's kept them competitive, but Tampa's also not looking the greatest he, right now. He but also,
2: yeah. but he built he built probably the closest thing to a dynasty we've had in our generation.
0: Yeah, right? I mean it's really been Pitt, Pittsburgh and Tampa, but Tampa. You know, if you look at the playoff wins difference between Tampa and Pittsburgh over the last ten years, it's like Tampa has like twenty more playoff game wins or something. Like they've just been consistently making it to the cup finals to the uh, conference right. finals yes they had a couple bad years where they went out in the first round and all that nonsense but you know what they've been up there for years now and it's finally paid off for them over the last few and they still have a couple cup runs in them a mm-hmm. so great job Waddell ha- I mean I think we all agree he's done an amazing job but I think Ty- actually never mind Ty might disagree because he hates the Canes But um, getting in, I know Pacioretty is out now, but process over results, Pacioretty was a great move. Um, Stastny, he just brought in, great. Um, To replace
1: uh, Patrick. like he was like, fuck, I need to do something, get another guy in here.
0: Well, I think he's really a replacement for Troshek, honestly, more than Pacioretty. Because uh, yeah. obviously they lost Troschek to the Rangers, which is good because they don't think they should have signed him to that contract, despite how much I like Trosek. Um, I think he's done a great job. Uh, Brought in Frederick Anderson, who then killed it, though he completely, you know, gone for the playoffs as per usual. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Any, any. I just,
2: I just think like, I don't know. I don't like, I don't like Carolina at all. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Sorry.
0: (laughs) Like no no comments on anything they've done. He has a good coach too. Great coach that they brought in. Can't fault them for anything really that they've done, more or less. Ty doesn't like the storm surge, clearly, but you know, everyone else does. Their D
1: is good. They're a good team. They're a good team. They really brought in two guys that are old but score a lot of goals for nothing in yep. Brent Burns like and Patch, Reddy.
0: Reddy, Patch Reddy and Statsny, which would have completely transformed their top nine and they did it for nothing you know so good good job I know Patch ready's out it sucks but great job all around and yeah that's the those are the top four jams right there you
1: didn't justify Iserman I still need to know Oh, why. sorry Iser- Iserman so is Iserman first
0: off Iserman he built Tampa you need
1: justification
3: yeah. for why Heisman's in the top three, Martin?
2: Well, I think Detroit's like a what's going on here.
1: Yeah, well, I, Detroit's I'm what's really going, like going on, Detroit, on uh, in
0: Detroit. Number three. So first off, he's the one that built Tampa. Brisbois did. Brisbois kept uh-huh. Tampa going, but and obviously he gets partly credit because yeah. he was in Tampa, the organization. Whatever.
1: He's, But he's been in Detroit for three years.
0: Yeah. And so, okay, so let me get to Detroit. They weren't
1: trying to be good. No, I know, but like, they're not. I, I think, think
3: this is the first year that you're going to be like, is now you can actually criticize the moves that Eiserman has made.
1: Yeah. So I think he, he literally kept a shitty coach
3: well. for three years because he's like, what the hell's the point?
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: But he also <laughs> just signed Ben Sherratt, who we just agreed was the worst deadline move. He signed <laughs> him to a dumb contract. Agreed. He also signed Andrew Cop to. I wouldn't sign Andrew Cop to contract.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so
1: the justification on number three <laughs> needs to be made.
0: Okay. So the justification <laughs> for number three. One, built a dynasty in Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> most important.
3: <laughs> I do think Breezeball gets credit for the last two years, though, for the most part. Sure.
0: He does, but but everything that they won with was... what? Yeah, I they was won right. with a lot of cap...
3: Like creativity.
0: Iserman signed a lot of those best contracts. Iserman drafted all those guys. Like, was the ones
3: that
1: found the loopholes and exposed he did find them. And some used
0: loopholes, them. which was great. But again, what? what I'm not not. Well, we also don't
1: know. Good. Did, did Iserman good. leave Brisbois notes? Like when I entered the was, was pretty. He was the assistant GM, yeah, and I was exactly. like always by for the Yeah, they, time. they
0: 100 the reason. The only reason Brisbois is in the top four isn't because of what he's done the last two years. It's partly that, but it's also partly he clearly was a big part of the Tampa organization where they put him in charge. He was clearly a part of the decision making process. It's the same thing with McFarland yeah, I mean, being yeah. at the top with Sackick. Anyways,
3: hurry the fuck up, man. I'm so hungry. <laughs> Jesus Luke, Christ. Why don't you
0: just eat before the podcast? Get because your- I have
3: a life.
0: <laughs> what were you doing before, Luke? What were you, taking, what are you, doing? What
3: were you doing at I had a work meeting day? and then I went on an hour and a half long walk and then I with showered with, by myself.
0: Okay, so how about an hour instead of an hour and a half? No, shut the fuck up.
3: TV. How about how about how about instead of talking so damn much, you shut the fuck up and finish <laughs> this episode.
0: <laughs> Eric, okay. take it away. What Is- Iserman's done in Detroit? He's drafted extremely well. He, other than this past off season, he hasn't given out any really bad contracts. Yes, he did give out some bad contracts recently. and I think he's accelerating the rebuild too much, but he's drafted extremely well. Sider's looking amazing. Lucas Raymond's looking amazing. They've gotten some really good de- uh, draft picks in the second, third, fourth, fifth rounds. Um, and I think it's a little early to say he isn't doing a great job. So I think creating dynasty plus drafting very well excuses one bad offseason where he gave a couple not-so-great contracts out. That's it. That's my reasoning.
3: Cool. All right. Fine. Thank you very much. And that Martin is a summarization... Fine of the top GMs in the league. Goodbye. That is
0: my list. I will change probably a few things having talked this over and I will post it on Instagram. Cool.
3: Sounds good. Post it on Friday when this episode goes live. Sounds
1: good. Thank you everyone.